For years now, we have been told that President Donald Trump is the biggest liar in American politics. So the New York Times says he's told tens of thousands of lies. And as examples of his lies, they always point to some slight exaggeration about crowd sizes or something like that. In fact, there is a, a much more prolific liar in American politics, and unfortunately, one who's about to play a much more prominent role. That would be Kamala Harris. These are, people forget. The people forget, they memory hold them, they don't get played on the news, they don't end up in the news articles or the Wikipedia page. These are my favorite transparent lies from Kamala Harris. First one, Kamala Harris is on the Breakfast Club radio show describing how much she enjoyed smoking pot in college, listening to Tupac and Snoop Dogg. Have you ever smoked? I have. Okay. Like and I, and I inhaled. I did, in, I did inhale. inhale. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> but yes. I know you have to go. They say you have to go. I just, to I just broke news. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was it in college? Or? Uh-huh. See, see, I like stuff like that. That's a real honest <laughs> yeah. answer. Was it a blunt or joint? It was a joint. Hey, yeah. you remember the high? <laughs> I do. What were you what listening to when you was high? Uh, <laughs> what was on? What song was? was oh it my goodness! Oh yeah, definitely Snoop. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Tupac, Tupac for sure. For what sure. You to now? So this is hard to watch actually, and and hard to listen to because of that cackle that makes Hillary Clinton sound like she's Pavarotti or something. You know, I don't know. I I never thought I would miss Hillary's cackle, but Kamala's is worse. You can tell that this is a lie. Well, I'm sorry. The reason you can tell it's a lie is because Tupac and Snoop had not released albums when Kamala Harris was in college. So that's just transparently a lie. But even if you didn't know that fact, you, you would tell it's a lie because the radio hosts are guiding her answers and she doesn't know. They go, have you ever smoked pot? Uh, hmm, what's the politically smart thing for me to say? Frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if Kamala Harris never smoked pot once even in her life. But she's thinking, she goes, oh, what's the more politically? Okay. Yeah. I smoked pot. Yeah. Yeah. When was that? Uh, uh, was it in college? Yeah. Yeah. College, college. Yeah. Okay. Was it a blunt or a joint? Uh, uh, what? I don't even know what those things are. Uh, I guess a joint blunt would have been the funnier answer, but joint. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what are you listening to? Tupac and Snoop. Okay. Uh, Obviously that isn't true. It, it's bizarre how our standards have flipped. In the old days, the, the politically favorable answer would be, I never smoked pot. I only listened to Bach. I only you know, listened to Mozart or something. Uh, but now because the standards are flipped, it actually makes her seem much cooler and much uh, more politically mainstream if she has smoked pot and listened to rap. But, but frankly, maybe she hasn't done either of those things in her life. On this topic of rap, I know that she didn't listen to Tupac in college, and I know she didn't listen to Tupac after college because Kamala Harris clearly doesn't know who Tupac is. Best rapper alive. Tupac. <laughs> He's not alive. You say he lives on. Well, not alive. I know. I keep doing that. <laughs> you said, listen, West Coast girls think Tupac lives on. I'm with you. I'm with you. So Tupac, keep going. I keep, I keep doing that. I keep doing that because I don't know who Tupac is. And some staffer told me he was a rapper or something. Who's the greatest rapper alive? Uh, Tupac? How about Biggie? Is that, does that work? Do, please. Elvis? Is he a rapper? I don't know. Please elect me. <laughs> please like me. I'm so cool. I, I Actually, the nearest thing to honesty I've seen from Kamala Harris is where she says, yeah, I keep doing that. You keep doing that because you have no idea even the lie that you're trying 
to contrive. And, and this usually is playing on sort of identity politics. She certainly does that with her childhood memories of Kwanzaa. So Kamala Harris was uh, looking back uh, on her wonderful childhood while she was making a pandering identity politics video about the socialist contrived holiday of Kwanzaa. And here are her memories. Happy holidays, everyone. I wanted to take a moment to send my warmest wishes to everyone celebrating Kwanzaa. Like so many other holidays, we will be celebrating Kwanzaa a little differently this season in our home. We'll be doing it over Zoom. You know, my sister and I, we grew up celebrating Kwanzaa. Every year, our family would, and our extended family, we would gather around across multiple generations, and we'd tell stories. The kids would sit on the carpet, and the elders would sit in chairs, and, and we would light the candles, and of course, afterwards, have a beautiful meal. And of course, there was always the discussion of the seven principles. And my favorite, I have to tell you, was always the one about self-determination, Kujichagalia. And, you know, essentially it's about, you know, it's about be, be and do. Um, be the person you want to be and do the things you want to do and do the things that need to be done. Um, it's about not letting anyone write our future for us, um, but instead going out and writing it for ourselves. It's about be and do. And one of the great Kwanzaa luminaries, Frank Sinatra, he said, dooby dooby doo and be do do, dibbity dup bop boo. No, that didn't happen. I don't think that happened. Uh, when Kamala Harris was a baby, Kwanzaa did not exist for the first two years of her life. Then when it was invented by a criminal, actually, who tortured women and went to prison for that, a guy named Milana Karenga, it was only celebrated or even recognized in black power circles and like the black power movement, the black Panthers. Something tells me that Kamala Harris was not running in those circles with her Indian mother and her Jamaican father, a Jamaican father who has called his daughter a liar uh, before. So I just, I don't really buy it. Also, Kamala Harris submitted photos to the Washington Post during the campaign of uh, her and her sister celebrating these holidays at wintertime. You know what they were celebrating? Not Kwanzaa, they were celebrating Christmas. An even more ridiculous lie that Kamala Harris concocted uh, just came out, uh, you know, in early January. That lie is one that she'd told in, in October of 2020 and even earlier that when she was a little girl, she was at a rally, she was protesting, she fell out and she said she wants freedom. I, I witnessed this as I write about in the book, you know, from my stroller's eye view. And um, there's a, a funny family story about how, so my mother's marching with the, the extended family. I talk about like Aunt Mary and Uncle Freddie in the book. And um, she would tell the story about how, so they're marching. And this is back when strollers didn't really have armrests and seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> so they're marching away and, you know, shouting and, and all of that. And then she'd say, so then she would look down at me and Kamala, what do you want? What do you want? And I looked back up at her and I said, freedom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cackle. Yes. She told that same story to Elle magazine. Turns out she lifted it from a Martin Luther King interview with Playboy in 19... 65, where Martin Luther King describes being at a rally and a girl was in her stroller, you know, and sort of looks down and he says, what, are, what do you want? And she says, freedom, doesn't even, didn't even change the sort of silly pronunciation of, of the word. And, you know, I, I'm sure Kamala Harris, if you read her that interview with MLK, she would say, and that little girl was me, even though I would have been one year old at the time. And I don't think so. Don't buy it, not for a second. Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> 
she is uh, an ardent liar, a cynic in the sense that she doesn't really care about the truth at all. But as a result, she's, she's much more willing to just lie as though she's breathing. She was actually called out for this on 60 Minutes of all places on a left-wing newscast. And she didn't have much of an answer for it. You're very different in the policies that you've supported in the past. You're considered the most liberal United States senator. I, I, somebody said that, and it actually was Mike Pence on the debate stage, but... Yeah, well, actually, the nonpartisan GovTrack has rated you as the most liberal senator. You supported the Green New Deal. You supported Medicare for All. You've supported legalizing marijuana. Joe Biden doesn't support those things. So are you going to bring the policies, those progressive policies that you supported as senator, into a Biden administration? What I will do, and I promise you this, and this is what Joe wants me to do, this was part of our deal. I will always share with him my lived experience as it relates to any issue that we confront. And I promised Joe that I will give him that perspective and always be honest with him. And is that a socialist or progressive perspective? No. <laughs> no, it is the perspective of, of a woman who grew up a, a, a black child in America, who was also a prosecutor, who also has a mother who arrived here at the age of 19 from India, who also, you know, likes hip hop. <laughs> like, what do you want to know? <laughs> I want to know about your political views. Well, you know, Mike Pence just said that, no, actually it was, you just have the most left-wing voting record. <laughs> but I'm a black child and my mother's an immigrant and ha <laughs> what do you, <laughs> Okay, very uncomfortable to watch that. And then the, the most egregious, probably, or the, the most blatant, Kamala Harris was called out by a left-wing comedian, Stephen Colbert, who said, hey, you know, you called Joe Biden a racist at that debate. Uh, what happened? Why are you working for him now? And how do you go from being such a passionate opponent on such bedrock principles for you, and, and now you guys seem to be pals? It was a debate. <laughs> Not everybody landed punches like you did, though. It I was mean... a debate. <laughs> so you don't mean it. It was a debate that the whole reason, literally, it was a debate. It was called a debate. <laughs> and, and Colbert's looking, he's like, how can this be your answer? Because Colbert said, wait, so you're telling me you were lying during the debate? Yeah, it was a debate. And when I debate and when I speak in public, I lie. Isn't that what everybody else does? No, Kamala, but I guess that's what we have to look forward to. Goodness gracious me. 